Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're into late April, which means one question, Scott Ritchie. How many scholarships does Brad Underwood have available? Well, Brad Underwood, like John Gross, and like me, we can all count, and there are two. Um, two so far. Now, there, there's two that are sort of in limbo um, with Terrence Shannon Jr., Coleman Hawkins going through the NBA draft process, but Illinois is not going to give those scholarships away. If those two want them back, Brad Underwood will certainly have them available. But that still means he has some room to work and really some work to do to finish off next year's roster. All right, Professor Scott Ritchie in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, will tell us about his math and explain it all. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk, uh, how about golf, too? Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Ah, good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Illini Golf, Inside Illini Basketball, I'm sorry, our weekly podcast with Scott Ritchie. What confused me was Ritchie spent the weekend at a golf match, and he uh, showed up today in his khakis, still have his spikes on, his Titleist hat, and carrying a 7-iron. Um, I actually thought about wearing my golf shoes over the weekend. Okay. But I thought that would be like weird since I wasn't playing. But they're good just for traction, and I did a lot of walking. It's good for you. Um, it was sort of a miserable weekend weather-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday was worse than Sunday, but it was a successful weekend for the Illinois men's golf team and just like Illinois golf in general. All right, that is Scott Ritchie. He is our basketball beat writer. We will talk plenty of basketball, but there was so much going on over the weekend, not named basketball, that we'll have to um, jump into that. And one of them, uh, I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of News, uh, whose kids uh, once shared a uh, farm league field with Mike Small and his kids. Okay. Um, That's uh, just as he was getting things going here at Illinois, and all these years later, he's still dominating. But who knew Scott Ritchie had to share the spotlight this weekend? Explain. And was maybe, oh, he was, no, maybe about it, kind of overshadowed by the women's team. Uh, won their first ever Big Ten championship. Um, so that's impressive. Although, I mean, although the men's team has won basically all of them for the last decade and a half. But a really good win for the Illinois win. They were down one stroke heading into the final round. Um, 
but Ohio State kind of imploded, and Illinois played really well. I should say Crystal Wong played really well, um, crushed the field on the final day, shot a 62, lowest round ever in the Big Ten Championships, um, carried the Illini really to their their team title and you know, her individual title is the first since 1993 for Illinois when now coach uh, Renee Sloan was Renee Hyken and she won it for the Illinois. How about that? Two coaches of a Big Ten now powerhouses coming from Illinois. Very cool. Yeah, and you know the women's team has had some ups and, and some downs. So I, but this is certainly probably one of the best moments in program history. And the men's team will get a chance to add to their just slew of Big Ten titles next weekend um, in New Jersey, of all places. All right, Brad Underwood, here's the basketball link. Wasn't he out there watching golf over the weekend? Yeah, so he was out there Saturday for a little while. With uh, He and his wife Susan were out there. Um, then they decided it was too windy and too cold. Um but they were back on Sunday watching uh, Adrian Dumont de Chassard, who um, if I believe is dating Katie Underwood. They're, uh, they're, they're a couple. Um, it's based on her and Katie being out there all day Saturday and Sunday again. Um, so, Illinois coach, a golfer himself, I talked with him a little bit, like he was not, would not have been interested in playing in the weather. Oh, that, you know, marred the the home tournament for you know, a little bit uh, he's uh said he prefers to do his golfing in shorts <laughs> not layered up and trying to deal with 25 mile an hour winds on saturday all right scott ritchie uh has uh, uh, something to brag about he's the worst golfer ever of all our illinois beat riders over the years congratulations scott are you are I mean, you his, doubting that ranking? You look confused. Yeah, a little bit. Most, I mean, actually, I, I Marcus is just a good athlete, mm-hmm. so I assume he's better than I am. But Clee really good, like I, played college golf. Okay, so Lauren, I, forget about it. Still, I mean, shoots better than his age, which is impressive since he's ninety-one. Um, what about? I could beat you. Maybe. I, I think I could. I don't know about Junior. Oh, there there you go. You found one. Well, what and about actually, was Dawson? Was actually, he, Dawson, not a good, great golfer either. Okay, so I'm not the right. worst. Let like, me take I'll, that back. I'll, I'll take, walk it back. I'll take fourth behind <laughs> Klee, Marcus, and Lauren. How about that? I <laughs> uh, enjoyed uh, your coverage. You got a, a photo from Tom Kasich verifying your existence out there. He texted me saying you were a warrior for yeah. braving the elements. Saw Tom both days. Yeah, it was great. How was the crowd out there? A couple hundred maybe? Um, Yeah, I would say so. And, I mean, I think if it would have been warmer, then more people probably would have shown up. Um, but Tommy Cool had a, a big crowd both days. Um, Morton native. You know, so he had a lot of friends and family make the pretty short trip over to Champaign to see him play. And then... On Sunday, it was not warmer, but less windy. And by the end, there was a pretty good crowd falling around um, Adrian. So, All right, so uh, enough golf talk, but that was a fun weekend to follow along. Uh, follow along this weekend, too, as uh, 
Small's team will probably win another Big Ten title, you think? Would be my assumption. Yep. I mean, uh, golf is tricky, but like they're the number three team in the country, have been playing really well, obviously this spring, won four times, including this past weekend. Um, and Northwestern is probably their closest competitor. Yeah, nothing. Um, ranked like, well, last week, so then the rankings will come out today probably, ranked 32nd in the country. So not bad, but Illinois just beat them by 26 strokes. And the conditions, at least with Mike Small saying next or this week, this coming weekend in New Jersey will be kind of similar to what they just played in, maybe plus some rain. So Perfect. For Illinois golf, yeah. I think that's the key to Mike Small's success, not only recruiting talented golfers, as the PGA showed yesterday, but the, the kids are kind of mentally tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would not have voluntarily played in weather like mm-hmm. they did this weekend, but have played in that kind of weather before and it's not it's not a lot of fun all right uh, uh before we jump into basketball which i promise we will in this podcast uh football was friday night uh originally thursday night pushed back to friday night told no photographers after a few minutes um so we have to rely on your word because there are no visuals no fans gave us their photo- their photos which I, we tried to get well, they were also asked to stop. Oh, were they really? Like, the fans? Yeah. I was like, and so when we were told, <laughs> uh, okay, now's the time boy. you got to stop taking any pictures or video. I was like, yeah. And the uh, several hundred other people here, they're certainly going to not take any. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it was. Were there secret plays on display? Were there no. double reverses? No, they didn't really okay. do anything. Don't quite understand that, but yeah. whatevs. Well, football coaches yep. define paranoia if you look paranoia up in the dictionary uh brett bielma there's pictures there anyway give me a a one minute rundown of what the heck happened it was a practice and not a spring game so it was just a typical spring practice uh some good stretching and calisthenics i guess at the Mm -hmm. beginning uh position drills and then they went in they did actually do some 11 on 11 scrimmage but like Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Isaiah Adams, Julian Pearl, Isaiah Williams, um, the quote-unquote stars of the team, and stars of the team, they played a handful of snaps, and then that was it for the day. That probably would happen in the spring game as well, but I don't know. Like There was a decent crowd there. Um, maybe... Five, six hundred. I don't. Know. Okay. I'm not good at counting crowds, but there's no buzz. Like it was, it was a practice. It was kind of boring. Now even like even when like when Keith Randolph is like trying to get the crowd whipped into a frenzy and like he's that kind. He's that guy for this Illinois team. Like they don't really. They just kind of smattering of applause back. Like that should tell you what the vibe was. All right, head to newsgazette.com if you want to get information on baseball, softball, tennis. It's that time of uh, spring each year where basically everybody is involved in high-stakes games. Basketball involved in the portal, trying to be involved in the portal. I keep seeing big names drop to other schools. Why is Illinois not landing any of them? (laughs) That seems to be the question. And I think, like, if Marcus Damask and Justin Harmon were, like, later additions like to round out the transfer class like 
I think Illinois fans have been like, yeah, that's that's pretty good if there was a star uh, in that that process. Um, but there hasn't been that guy yet. There no that has been a Terrence Shannon or a Matthew Myers, like one of the top available pro- prospects in the portal committing to Illinois. Still could be because like Terrence Shannon didn't commit until like right around this time last year, and Matthew Meyer didn't commit until towards the end of May. So I think like other big names finding a new home, I think has Illinois fans a little concerned, but I don't know that the coaching staff is concerned. They feel like they got two good additions in Marcus Damask and Justin Harmon. And I would agree. Like those are two good rotation pieces, guys that will help you guys that can push you to a big 10 title. Maybe not, but there's also still, this idea, you know, Shannon's going to come back. That going through the pre-draft process, he'll f- sort of figure out that there's probably an NIL package that would be commensurate with what he would make if he did get drafted late in the second round. Um, maybe that Coleman Hawkins comes back because he probably needs to show more consistency in what he does, which is a little bit of everything, um, to really capture the attention of a, an NBA organization and next year's draft not as deep not as good he could make a bigger splash so that that would be two really big additions in the offseason in a way but they still need a point guard and not every point guard that might be available is in the portal just yet there's several going through the draft process that aren't going to be drafted and will probably come back to college basketball and might be seeking a new home so probably just need patience there. And then they had Quincy Garrier on campus again um, as they recruit him for the third time. Uh, the forward, originally from Canada, played at Syracuse and Oregon's in the portal again as a grad transfer. Um, Elmo's been like in the finals for him essentially twice before, haven't landed him. I think they had him, like, as soon as he was in the portal, he had a visit scheduled here, and they got him to Champaign. So I think there's some positive momentum there, but we'll see. Are you worried that he didn't commit to, say, yesterday? I'm sort of glad he didn't because I was on the golf course, and that would just have complicated my life. Um, I don't know if, if I'm con- – I mean, I'm never really concerned about what basketball players do. Um when they when they actually make a decision, then I I'll get involved. Um, I don't think it's like end of the world that he didn't commit on the spot. Like Marcus Damask was here for a visit and like went home and then made a decision. That's fine. And like Quincy Garrier's re re recruitment literally just started. Like Illinois was his first stop. So I would imagine you know, a player of his caliber. He's solid. hasn't been spectacular necessary, but he's not going to hurt you. Um, he's going to have other suitors. So, again, just patience. That's probably not what Illinois fans want to hear. But it's only April twenty fourth. There's like a, there's a lot of this off season still left. All right. Here's my toughest question to date: How many scholarships are open at Illinois? <laughs> Give me an answer. Oh, basketball? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Those are e- like that's easier to keep track of than like football, where and there's 
85 of them. Well, you got two that you just don't know about, right? But you hold them for Terrence Shannon and for Colin Okay. Because you're not going to give them away until they okay. make a decision. Um, so there are, let's just count them. Terrence Shannon, Justin Harmon, Marcus Damask. That's three. Lou Goody makes four. Coleman Hawkins, Dane Danger, it gets you to six. Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers, Nico Lil Moretti get you to nine. Imani Hansberry, Draven Gibbs Lawhorn, that gets you to eleven. So there are two available okay. for a point guard and for another front court player. If Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins. So it's two or four. It's two or four. All right. Good math, Scott Ritchie. I knew you were a smart kid. It would have taken a lot longer to count through the eighty, well, eighty-two scholarship football players because Brett Bielma says he has three open. I'll, I'll count. I'll I'll trust his count because okay. I don't want to go through the roster. Pick up your Sunday News Gazette. Not only did you read uh, Richie on golf, you read Richie on all state basketball. Any surprises of the ninety-first team? That's incredible that we've done this this long. So yeah, that, a, that is Michigan State guy wow. leading the way. What's up with that? Illinois was recruiting him. Okay. Um, and then there was some like positive buzz that Illinois was really in the mix there. Then it just kind of petered out. Tom Izzo loved him. Jeremy Fears, right? Juliet West. Okay. Back to Juliet West. He spent a couple of years at La Lumiere over in the middle of nowhere. Indiana. I like Juliet. Maybe not as a destination spot, but as a athletic hub. I would recruit all Juliet kids. I mean, they have some good history. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Fierce, really good. And, you know, this season turned himself into more of a combo guard, more of a scorer, because he's always been a, a good point guard. Could run could run your offense from when he was, like, in eighth grade. Um, but wasn't always the best shooter. Wasn't maybe as offensively gifted. And this is what his coach said. Uh, offensively gifted as his younger brother Jeremiah, who Illinois is also recruiting, um, but worked on his shot. And, you know, the Joliet West coach, uh, Jeremy Crager, said they sort of studied what Io DeSumo did because there were questions about Io's jump shot. And he worked during his time at Illinois to improve that. And it's part of the reason, you know, he did get drafted and did find a spot in the, the Bulls rotation. I mean, injuries helped him as well, but like I was a pro, and he's going to be a, a long-term pro. Um, Jeremy Fears, he got better. He put in the work with a shot, shot 41% from three uh, this past season on a decent number of attempts per game, and wound up a McDonald's All-American. Going to be, be interesting to see what he does in Michigan State. I mean, that's a veteran team. Um, in a fairly deep backcourt of guys that have a lot of college experience, but I mean, if he's as good as the the ranking suggests, the the honor suggests, like he could push Tyson Walker, AJ Hogard, Jaden Akins, Trey Holloman, and, and get in that that rotation. All right, uh, give me a rundown of what uh, Illinois connections uh, were on that All State team. Well, Merez Johnson, first team pick, um, the only class of 2024 commit for Illinois right now. Um, had a really good season at St. Rita, averaged 
Um, if I can think of time, I had like eight points, eleven re or eight points, eighteen points, eleven rebounds, two or three blocks per game. Really, sort of outshined maybe his higher rated teammate in James Brown. Of course, that's not an issue anymore because James Brown is leaving Santa Rita. He's going to go to uh, Link Prep in Missouri, uh, the reigning Geico Nationals champion, Link Prep. So St. Rita's kind of Rez Johnson's team now, and no, just Andrusitis. Um, let's see, Cole Serta, Bloomington Central Catholic guard, Illinois target, um, an Illinois target who the staff saw this weekend. Play for the Illinois Wolves, uh, one of the evaluation periods in April. Um, put up big numbers for the Saints, uh, who are the Class 2A runners-up, averaged like 26 points a game. Just over five rebounds and like about three assists. Shot pretty well, 37% from three. And I say that pretty well. Like he shot better from three than anyone in an Illinois uniform did this season. Like I, I catch myself like going through the portals, like looking at players like, yeah, they're not that great a shooter. Then I realize they all shot better than anybody that played for the Illini. So I've had to recalibrate what a good shooter might be. But Colcerta is a good shooter. So those are probably the two big big names there. But um, also just in our full All-State team, like Carlos Harris, uh, the point guard at Curie, has got an Illinois offer. Um, Phoenix Gill, Kendall Gill's son, uh, made the All-State team. He had a really good sophomore season with St. Ignatius, who was back in the state tournament for the second year in a row. So there, there's some guys there. All right, that complete <coughs> excuse me list is at newsgazette.com. I think 180 kids were mentioned, if I have that that uh, correct total. That is 15 right? first okay. team, 15 second team, 50 special mention, 100 honorable mention. Excellent. I know the kids get a kick out of it, the coaches get a kick out of it, and uh, not everybody's happy, but uh, we try our best. So far, I've only gotten positive feedback. Okay. One coach that was, was very grateful that – his player um, a- earned uh, honorable mention status. Explain uh, what was it? AJ Guyton was upset with the the <laughs> girls team the previous week. The former Hoosier from yeah. Peoria. His daughter was on the second team. Okay, I guess thought she should have been on the first right. team. Which but is- one of her teammates was on the first team, so he can't you know show some love for Denali Craig Edwards. Come on, there you go. We take feedback, good and bad. Somehow it. The bad outnumbers the good most times. So I think if people are pleased or you know, like it, like they don't, right? They don't say that. If it's only when they're upset that they say something. Nonetheless, great work, Scott Ritchie. Appreciate uh, that all state keeping that all state tradition going. Started well before Lauren Tate's um, years. Can you believe that? Hardly not. Yeah. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, Michigan State getting our Player of the Year. They're by far the the early leader of that power poll that I keep waiting to see in the News Gazette. I've just, I've really, I've actually been thinking about it. <laughs> Progress, um, but it's yeah, I just it's going to take some real evaluation. That's all right, but we, this Sparty is number one. Yes, by far. Yeah, and depending on like if Zach Eady stays in the draft, could be number one by a landslide. Okay, because um, Purdue would be second with Zach Eady. Um, Ohio State third. Haven't gotten any further than that. That uh, uh, power pole will rear its head at some point 
in the News Gazette. Uh, as far as the portal goes, uh, any movers and shakers, I see you keep listing winners uh, in your top of your Good Morning Illini Nation. Yeah. Who's the the latest leaper? Well, it's not Illinois quite yet, and I think as I wrote in the last one, it's like they just need to get their point guard, and then okay. could make a good jump there. Um, probably, I mean, the more most recent ones that I did write about, um, Alabama got one of the best mid-major guards, um, and Aaron Estrada out of Hofstra put up Eric Estrada, Aaron. Oh, I say he's not sure if there's any relation to the. Chips. Chips star. <laughs> I, I really, I really do not know if they're related, but he averaged like over twenty points, five rebounds, four assists, shot the ball pretty well. Um, a really good pickup for for Nate Oates. Um, TCU's done a good job as well. I still think Jameer Nelson Jr. Um, was a really good ad, but they've picked up a couple more guards since then, um, so they've done well. Um, and like, I'm not saying Illinois has done poorly. Like, I think Marcus Damask and Justin Harmon are, are good additions. They're, they could be, but it's uh, Illinois gets an incomplete right now. Did I see AJ Store go to Wisconsin? Was I imagining yeah. that or nope. dreaming that? That happened. Well, how the heck did that happen? Well, he left St. John's. I know he did. Um, but Wisconsin, I guess you know, Illinois really? was back in there a little bit. Like, okay. I mean, at one time he was committed to Illinois um, before. The coaching staff turned over, and Chin Coleman, who was leading that recruitment, went to Kentucky. Um, I mean, Wisconsin needs the help. Let's be honest. Like, there was a a bit of a talent deficiency, really, around Tyler Wall and Chucky Hepburn, um, Stephen Crowell. If he plays like he did in the NIT, like he could be good next year. But they needed more. AJ Store gives that them a really good boost in the backcourt. All right, if you picked up your Sunday print edition, you read Jay Simpson, our columnist, former Purdue player, got to take in a Illinois practice, uh, raved about Ty Rogers, but really raved about Dane Danger. Are you buying that? I've heard good things about Dane's offseason. Okay. Um, and if it's just, I mean, if it follows sort of this natural progression curve, like I think he could be good, but his defense kind of, he made less of an impact later in the season, and I mean his role also changed. You know, at that point, um, when Brad Underwood started going back to more of a small ball look, I think his like Dane's impact will be in direct correlation to how Brad Underwood wants to play this coming season. Now, if Coleman Hawkins comes back, do you lean into that quote unquote small ball lineup with Coleman at the five and? play a little more spaced out like that or if he doesn't come back or even if he does like do you still build part of your offense around a more traditional big man like that's two pretty different approaches so i think dane's role dane's impact is tbd kind of just based on what that final roster is going to look like what the Style of play that Brad Underwood settles on is going to be, and like, needs to figure that out. Needs to have some, any kind of offensive identity next season. Cause I think that's what 
hurt them as much as anything this past season was. I just don't think they knew who they were offensively other than running a bunch of ISO for Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer. And that, that worked. It got them to the NCAA tournament, but like it's, I don't think that's a, a sustainable approach. Matthew Meyer seems to have dropped off the radar here. and Off the face of the earth. <laughs> any updates there? <laughs> what a strange existence that was for one year. Yeah. Um, like uh, so Talking to him in Des Moines, like he was going to take some time off like after the end of the season and then just start working out training you know, ahead of the draft. So we'll see what. See what happens there, but yeah, it, um, Matthew Meyer was never going to be anything more than a one-year rental, okay. and not even a full calendar year rental, a one-season rental. All right, this will uh, take the place of your weekly data, which uh, boy, do we we all miss it. Really, we do. I can I can hear it in your voice. I'll be on the lookout to bring you more. This counts Coming soon. I need uh, important dates uh, to uh, coming up regarding either the portal or the draft or. Summer school or something. Give me three important dates, Scott Ritchie. There's okay. three. Data. All right. Um, well, the, I think the most important as it pertains to the NBA draft is when players have the deadline to redraw, to withdraw, excuse me. And that deadline, still about a month away, is um, May 31st. May 31st. Because the deadline to enter the draft was last night, so like that field of players is locked. Okay. Um, but Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins have until the 31st, so just a month and a, a week and a month, a month and a week to make up their minds. And whether they push it all the way to the 31st or they probably have a better idea of where they stand here's another date two dates really may 13th and 14th the g league elite camp in chicago kind of combine light and then 15th through the 21st is the combine and invited to either one of those like is a that'd be a good sign for those guys just to put their game out there in front of the decision makers at the NBA level. Um, I think by the 21st, they'll have a pretty good grasp on kind of where they stand in the NBA draft hierarchy. So that's, that's sort of one big date. So that's two. Um, don't have the exact date, but like the first like end of July, first week of August, like Illinois will be on their um, foreign tour in Spain. So I think that will come with um, 10 practices before that in July. So that's probably a soft deadline for when Brad Underwood would like to have his roster right. figured out. Exciting stuff as always. Uh, Scotty, what's going to keep you busy this week? Uh, you're off the NFL draft beat. Uh, Bob Osmus and Joey Wright going to head to Kansas City. See Devin Witherspoon picked high in the first round. That should be interesting. Yeah, and um, a lot of buzz that it might be the Detroit Lions. So you get a chance to play with Kirby Joseph in that secondary. Or 
I mean, honestly, I don't see him. If he's not picked six to the Lions, I don't see him slipping past seven uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders, where he'd get a chance to play with Nate Hobbs and Tony Allen. Tony, Tony Allen, Tony Adams. See, I had basketball on my mind. Love Tony Allen. Um, yeah, it'll be a high pick. My week will be um, golf still today. Have a little bit of some follow-ups of the weekend results. And then we'll turn to basketball. Um, I've been kind of following who did what this past weekend as the like Nike, EYBL, Under Armour events happened. Um, Illinois actually offered a 2024 guard over the weekend. Um, I'd say it was an easy decision to make because Mikey Lewis, uh, originally out of Oakland, plays at Accelerated Prep in Denver, uh, was the leading scorer of the entire weekend uh, for the EYBL in Atlanta, put up three games of 22 or more points and then had a 34-point performance, Um, kind of a three-star, four-star on that borderline guard, uh, point guard, but certainly showing probably going to get a rankings boost here um, pretty soon. But a lot of Illinois targets in action over the weekend. Rez Johnson played well for Mean Streets, had a double-double, another double, near double, another near double-double, and then just one game where he did a little bit of everything. Um, playing with Trey McKinney for Mean Streets, uh, that's another Illinois target in the 24 class. No, the 25 class, excuse me. Uh, kind of a bigger combo guard out of uh, the Michigan area. He had four really good games for Mean, for mean Streets. Um, Carlos Harris is on that team as well. Um, so just a lot of guys in action. And uh, we'll probably have something, put together something about uh, maybe the best of the best from the, the first evaluation period all right can't wait for that good morning illini nation every morning 6 a.m com. check that out uh, subscribe get the print edition if you want uh, all good stuff from richie as he covers a myriad of sports looking forward to all that scotty anything else on your mind before i kick you out i don't think so go rest up let's say i put in put in the miles over the weekend it's great healthy yeah and I think you got to be out there to to watch it. You just can't sit in the clubhouse and then try. jump in at the end. All right, thaw out, Scott. We'll talk to you next Monday.